This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Is this yeah. on? Can you hear yes, me? Yes, it's on. Can, Can you hear, you hear me? We're recording. We're recording. We're recording. Yes. Right now. We're recording. Yes. Oh my gosh. We're live. You could hear me. You could hear me the entire time. <laughs> Here we go. This is another episode of For the Love of Sport. <laughs> Dear listener, we reached back into the vault of one and we pulled out something amazing and no this is not an early april fool's day joke you read it correctly on the name Mm -hmm. we have someone who is near and dear to i know both simon and i's hearts probably joined by about eight million others yeah that's okay we felt special doing this and that's just the kind of guy he is wouldn't you agree i would agree and if uh you don't know who he is and you just clicked on play feel free to google him yeah just toss them into the old Google machine and see what you get back. Because I have a feeling it's going to be something something pretty good. So, No intros needed. No intros needed. Let's get him on. Mr. Rory McElroy. Hey, Simon and Marie. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, really excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you, Rory. We're just going to dive right down in here. So first question, hard hitting. Can you maybe reflect on your own youth sports experience? Obviously, it's super well documented that you started golf at a very young age, uh, but did you try any other sports? Could you maybe share what values you believed you gained um, from growing up and and playing multiple sports? So uh, yeah, I played a ton of sports growing up. Played football, soccer, tennis. I played rugby. Um, I played a little bit of field hockey. uh, And obviously, i I played golf. Um, so every, you know, okay. Tennis was a, an individual sport, but the rest of them were team sports. Obviously I was concentrating most of my time on an individual sport, but I thought being a part of a team and playing a team sport was, you know, in hindsight was actually really important for me. And, um, something that if I hadn't have done as a kid, I think I, you know, I I would have regretted and, and I would have missed. And I think as well, playing other sports and not being, specifically into one sport at at a young age, I think was really helpful as well. I I think uh, not being too specialized too early is is the right way to go. Awesome. Definitely the importance around being well-rounded is something we hear a lot. And, you know, it's great to see that commonality. Thinking back to those youth sport days, are there any uh, particular, you know, memories? Are there any particular lessons, things that come to mind from those experiences? I would say the oldest friends that I have, you know, so like friends from, you know, way back when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, 10 years old, like the friends that I've kept until now. So friends that I've had for over 20 years, 
were all through sport, whether that was playing golf or playing football or um, playing tennis, or it was all the friends that I've kept are the ones that that I played sport with. Some of them overlapped and I went to school with as well, but the most time we spent was playing sports together. Uh, so I think that's what's really cool about playing a range of different sports at a young age is you make a ton of different friends and, um, you know, some of those friends you'll have for a lifetime. So, and, and that's sort of been the case with me. I'd say that's the, the best memory and the most special thing about playing, you know, a bunch of sports at a young age. You know what? I could not agree more. I played, you know, we both played a number of different sports and it is cool kind of the different friends you make on each of the different teams. Like I had my soccer friends, my basketball friends, some played both, Mm -hmm. Uh, some couldn't kick a ball or, you know, shoot a basket (laughs) to save their life, but that's beside the point. But it's really awesome to hear all those things from you, Rory, and that you've kept all those, all those friends for so long. Uh, That's what makes you sports so awesome. So I know obviously you're, you're uh, not from America, but have you experienced youth sports in the in the States? And maybe what's that experience been like for you as opposed to what you've experienced growing up in Ireland? I've I'm sort of pretty limited. You know, the one thing I would say about youth sports in the US compared to when I grew up or where I grew up is it seems like youth sports in the US are a lot more structured, which I think is a great thing. I guess a lot more organized than when I uh when I played a bunch of different sports as a kid, but maybe that's changed all, you know, in the you know, obviously in 25 years, I'm sure the boarding structure and the organization of sports in Northern Ireland has probably came on a little bit as well. But so one thing that I would say that I noticed the difference with in, in the U.S. is it is very organized and very structured. And that's a good thing. That's good to hear. Structured. Uh, you know, I believe it was uh, Monica Geller who said rules control the fun. As we talk about youth sports and I guess the experience in the United States, as we think about your daughter, Poppy, and how she grows up and potentially her own youth sports journey, do you have any biases to the sports that she's going to play or any predictions on what she's going to be interested in and maybe even what you're looking forward to as a youth sport parent in that space? I think I'd just be excited to be a parent in that world. But, you know, if, if Poppy ends up playing some sports, I'd like her to gravitate towards soccer. I just think that would be a good one for her. I mean, I think that I'd love her to be in a team sport. So, you know, I, I think soccer is the is sort of the prime candidate uh, there. Obviously, she's going to be around golf. Whether she wants to get into golf or not, that's going to be completely up to her. I'm not going to force her on that at all. And the other one would be tennis. But I think it would be really important for her to be a part of a team sport. As much as I say I don't have any bias, I'd love her to play soccer. I do want to point out that he did say soccer instead of football. So we're going to tally that as a win, a win for us. Put the point Um, out. And as two huge soccer fans, soccer players, we we have some bias as well. An excellent choice. I'm sure there's Um, a few people that went, woo! Absolutely, 100%. Uh, Before we move on to the next one, Rory, do you see yourself, are you going to coach Poppy's team? Are you going to be a a fan on the the sidelines? What do you think? No, I will certainly just be the one spectating. I can't see myself being a coach. I'll be very happy on the sidelines. I mean, I have to say, personally, I would sign my kid up immediately if you were the coach. There's a draw there. Yeah, a that, huge draw. Sure. He's got one on the way. So <laughs> you might be in the market here. <laughs> Can you talk about the importance of making not only just golf, but all sports accessible for anybody who wants to play them? Yeah, I think that's one of the main issues. And I come from a sport where accessibility and affordability is maybe not as good as it should be. It's definitely getting better. Uh, with a lot of different initiatives, first tee, PJ Junior League, uh, you know, youth on course, obviously, like a ton of other stuff. But um, I think that's really important. 
I mean, the more the more access and the, and the more affordability that families can have to get their kids into sports, I think is really important. Obviously, there's a ton of different initiatives out there to to help people do that. And I think it's a very worthy cause because my life has been enriched by playing sport, not even at a high level. I mean, I wouldn't say I played any of the other sports that I played as a kid at, at a high level, but I think my life was still enriched by playing them and, and meeting people. And so I think it's a really important part of, of growing up and sort of having a uh, you know, a great childhood. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, obviously we, we created this podcast for the love of sport because we, our lives were so enriched by sport. They're the careers we're yep. in now. And, and obviously we, we see a ton of value in that. And to your point, you know, golf being at the forefront of this, it needs to be a little bit more accessible. There are so many people and kids out there who are falling in love with the game because of you, Rory, and all of the people on tour. And it, it's just great the work you're doing. You know, kudos, kudos to you. Much appreciated. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So you obviously played all of those youth sports back in the day. We've talked about how important and how much you cherish those and the memories and the friendships. Are there any lessons you've pulled out or that you've kind of remembered or who, that have remained with you yeah. uh, throughout your career, your life that, you know, maybe want to share with us today? or impart that wisdom on our on our audience today? I think especially in a team, you know, you know, it's funny when you watch you know, very little kids play soccer, you know, it's just basically like two two groups of kids running around trying to get the ball and they don't understand this is your position and this is sort of where you cover and you know they're all just trying to chase around and get the ball. But then I think once you get a little older and you, you know, especially in a in a team sport and you know you have your position and you have your role and this is what you do. I think it teaches them discipline. I think it teaches them routine. It teaches them structure. A lot of things that even if they don't go on to play high level sport later in life, I still think it teaches them things that are very important in life later on. You know, that's, I think, one of the one of the great things about playing, especially playing a team sport. And, you know, you're going to meet people that are from different backgrounds to you and they're going to meet people that have different beliefs. And that's an amazing thing, too. I think it, it helps you grow as a person. And yeah, I mean, all these experiences that I've had in my life through sport and through golf, uh, you know, they've been amazing. And I can't imagine a life where I didn't have that or I wouldn't have that. And I, I certainly can't imagine a life where my daughter wouldn't have that either. Yeah, it's, you know, it's always been a big part of my life. And, you know, I certainly want to make it a big part of, of our kids' lives too. Yeah, that's really well said. Thank you for sharing that. It's the great unifier. I think we've talked about that a lot that sports have. And it's really empowering, really awesome to, to hear that commonality with you too. With commonalities, I had a question for you uh, just about, you've obviously had a lot of success at the, uh, at the pro just golf a level. Yeah, a I mean, just, yeah, a modicum of success. But um, you also are successful uh, in, your, in your business, in the world of business too. What does that journey look like for you? Are there any commonalities uh, between being a professional at the golf course and then being a professional in, say, the business world and that experience? I, I mean, look, I don't think there's any substitute for hard work. <laughs> you know, I, I've been lucky enough to spend a lot of time around the best people in their fields, whether it's been sports people, business people, and the one common denominator amongst all of them is they work tremendously hard, but they enjoy their work. You know, I think the only, the only way that you can work tremendously hard is if you actually enjoy it too. So I think you have to find what you're you know, what your passion is. And I think is you have to have belief in what you're doing. I think that's the other thing I, you know, I look at, you know, whether it's some of my peers in the sports world or other people in the business world, you know, they have full belief in what they're doing and they have full belief in themselves. And so I think, you know, if I could just 
you know, boil it down to two points, I would say that hard work and belief are the are the two things that I've noticed amongst all of those really successful people. Oh, man, I got to let the goosebumps subside yeah, a little was, bit there. Woo. Wow. Yeah, hard work, belief. I, I honestly I have get tattoos after maybe. this. You get hard work, I get belief or vice versa. We'll Doesn't make matter. It work. We'll, It'll we'll be talk, fine. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. I had the image of like Ted Lasso just slapping that belief yes, sign. Yeah. I just finished season two of that actually. So nice. that's very vivid in my head, but oh, man. Uh, love that. Um, so obviously we've got a new year coming. That's why we're all gathered here today is to bring in the new year, if you will, get excited about that. Um, Rory, are you the kind of guy that makes new year's resolutions? If so, do you want to share any of those or, or maybe are you looking forward to any big challenges uh, that might lie ahead for you in, in 2023? Yeah, I am. I always, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, in, you know, enjoying, you know, enjoying the holidays and enjoying that time of year and reflecting on, you know, some of the good things that have happened in the year and, and trying to improve on some of the, the things that didn't go so well. Uh, I like setting New Year's resolutions. I know some people don't. Why do you have to wait to the new year? But to me, it you know you start the new year afresh, you know maybe with a different mindset or some different goals or or you know different objectives, and 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 I like that. So yeah, I'm a I've always been a goal setter. That's I think that's one of the things that's helped me get to where I am. But you know I think a lot of people you know they start with the right intentions. But I think one of the things that happens with New Year's resolutions is you know people go all in first of January and it's like they're burnt out by the end of the month and then they they give it up. I think, you know, having little incremental goals as you go along is how I've had the most success. And so, yeah, I think it's all good having New Year's resolutions and doing that, but I think it's a it's a process. That's it's something I think it's overlooked quite a bit is, you know, not going for the big moonshot right away, but try to break it down to the locals. That's really, that's such a good reminder, I think. For yeah, I mean, not there. even for a New Year's resolution, just yeah, like generally just in, in general. life, just take things <laughs> incrementally every day. What can you do? I don't know. No, I'm going to be honest something. <laughs> Tomorrow is it. Uh, Roy, thank you so much for, for joining us again. Thank you. I know we can't say that enough, but I think it is time for the this or that gauntlet. So this or that two options. You got to choose one or the other and his gut reactions only as quick as you possibly can. All right, should we do it? I got Let's odds. You got evens. I got evens. Perfect. Right, here we go. First one, coffee or tea? Coffee. All right. On a long flight, listening to something or watching something? Uh, listening to something. Hmm. What are you listening to? Podcast, usually. Um, what podcast? Kind of, which podcast? Um, I've got a few. Uh, the Knowledge Project, is a really good one. And then I have a ton of golf podcasts. I listen to like No Laying Up, Shotgun Start, all that stuff. Ooh, ooh, weird. Mm, Not for the love of interesting. sport. We're going to have to talk about that after. All episode. right, at the turn, are you a hot dog or a protein bar guy? Uh, protein bar. Domino's or Popeye's? Popeye's. Big controversy here. Is it pronounced GIF or JIF? GIF. All right, Augusta or St. Andrews? St. Andrews. All right, who wins their respective league first, Man U or Ulster? Ulster. Would you rather have the power to never miss a fairway or to never putt more than twice a hole? The power to never miss a fairway. Who would you rather have as a golf partner, Tony Romo or Steph Curry? Steph Curry. All right, let's imagine golf's off the table. You can't play golf. Would you rather have gone pro in tennis or football, soccer? Tennis. There's a lot of prestige in tennis. I get it. It, it makes sense. It is a tough question. It's, it's a very tough terribly question. tough question. Yes. Simon wrote that, and he, I think, yeah. I, th I personally thought question. he was going soccer. I got to say. I did, too. I uh, really did. So definitely surprised us. everyone. You made it. You made it through 
Pressure's off. Congrats on surviving the best of that gauntlet. Uh, I'm so happy you are a giffer instead of a jiffer. It makes a huge. So, so thankful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just love, appreciate. <laughs> you can still be my favorite golfer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any parting words you'd like to leave, not just for, you know, us and for, you know, the many people who are, are watching this, but also to anybody who's in the youth sports space, maybe volunteers, maybe parents, admins, organizers, coaches. I guess, firstly, I just want to say thank you, you know, for, you know, volunteering your time and, and, and your effort into youth sports and, you know, giving kids an outlet to go and uh, enjoy themselves and learn and meet new people and develop new skills. Uh, and I think it's a really important part of a lot of kids' lives. Yeah, we need more people in the world uh, like you guys. Thank you so much. If it wasn't for the fact that I can't stand the sound of dead air, there wouldn't be words coming out of my mouth. I would be just in <laughs> stunned silence that we actually got to have that happen. I know. That's it was funny. absolutely absurd. When it happened, uh, listener, we recorded that probably... Oh my gosh, it's already March. Uh, we recorded that yeah. four months ago, and it still feels surreal. That was yep. even something that we were lucky enough to be a part of. So fortunate that Rory yep. is the awesome dude he is. You could just hear how authentic and genuine he was in all of his answers, how deeply he cares about the game of golf, yep. how deeply he believes in making it more accessible. It just, it all came through. And I'm a, I never thought I could be a bigger Rory McIlroy fan, but after yep. that, I, I was without a doubt. We're here. We're here. We're here. Absolutely. We're didn't, here. Didn't think sure. it was possible, but we've elevated that that fandom quite a bit and super Absolutely. appreciative of him and him taking the time. Um, as a, in the spirit of golf and in the spirit of, you know, our outros here, Marie and games, I wanted to give you an opportunity to do a draft here or a ranking, uh, if you All will, right. of three golfisms commonly said around the course. You ready? I am ready. Give me your rank okay. from bottom to top. Bottom to top. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. It's in the hole. <laughs> a classic. That'll play. Mm. Okay. And last one. Four. <laughs> I feel like I could take this a lot of different ways. I know what my favorite one is. So now I have to decide between my the other two. Uh, I think my least favorite, or the le maybe the least one I say is, it's in the hole. Because yeah. I think by the time I'm eventually getting the ball in the hole, it's like, please go in <laughs> so your, we can move on to the next hole. It's, in your, it's your ninth shot, please. It's my plead. <laughs> like, just, I know it's going in the hole finally. Don't say it out loud. That's, That's that one. I said that, and I think my second one would have to be four. Because, you know, I don't love saying it. It's out of necessity, though. <laughs> and it's just embarrassing. And my number one has to be it'll play. I absolutely love that. I also say that a lot in other sports, like, eh, it'll play. Don't worry. It'll play. Even like, in the business world, I feel like I've heard you yeah. say that a few times. Uh, yeah. Because it's, you know what? <laughs> Whatever happens, it'll play. You can make it work. It'll play. It'll play. That's a solid. Even if you know, even solid. if you just yelled four, it'll play. We're going to set the scene here. And then I want you to give me your most candid and genuine, that'll play. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> You've set the scene. We're on hole number one. You've already nailed the fairway. You're already there. You're standing back. You've got your club. You're kind of watching uh, your, your golf partner here walk up. He's, mm -hmm. he's stepping up to the plate. He swings back and he swings. Hmm. That'll play. Well, that was nice. Well done. I was, it felt, I was like there. I was there, I think. <laughs> I imagined it was you because I feel like that's an actual scenario <laughs> that has happened to us. <laughs> it's off into the bushes over to the right. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll play, Simon. Good job. <laughs> 
Let's hit the course soon. We can, you know, hear that in person. This has been another episode of For the Love of Sport. As always, feel free to send us an email with your questions, your comments, your this or that's, your topics to us at ftlospod at nbcuni.com. We love hearing from you. For the Love of Sport is brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. Hosts are Simon McKenzie and myself, Marie Fitzgerald. Our marketing guru is Kelsey Irwin. Our captain of content marketing is Rob Adeau. And the intelligent intern joining the mix is Joe Brzezanek. And our exceptional sound engineer is Troy Stone. So stay tuned. We will be back very shortly with an all-new episode. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.